Yo, 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 you tuning in to the Notion Podcast. I'm your host, Dizzy D. Spill, with my co-host in the building. J-Rock, what's going on? What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Uh, maintaining and campaigning, no complaining. How you feeling? I'm good, man. You apple juicing it? Apple juicing ginger ale today, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, trying to be a little more healthy with my selection, so water and 100% juices. Okay. None of that high fructose corn, corn syrup and... Water, no champagne, acid, alcohol, and all that drama. Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't, whoa. Whoa. Way too far, buddy. Whoa. whoa. I had a drink last night. What? I mixed it myself. Oh, watch your mouth. Yeah, I'm working on my bartending skills. So if you catch me at your local establishment flipping bottles, just tip nicely. Yeah. <laughs> all, ones in the, all ones in the Air Force One on the counter. As long as you fill it up, I ain't complaining. Oh, how do you feel about news today, bro? Uh, have you gotten any news that is like that's uh, enlightening and informative? And then have you gotten an overabundance of news that is like, for what and why are we talking or why are we still talking about this? Um, <clears throat> it's kind of crazy because I have been um. I've been learning about some things like I was just telling you beforehand as far as the fashion industry, just some research and some uh, information of that nature that I feel is enlightening, but it's only enlightening if you care yeah. about the fashion industry and the background and, you know, how brands and things came about. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, you should care if you're going to be in that that arena somewhat, right? True, but that's just the thing. It's it's almost like it's niche. So, you know, I could talk to a lot of people about it, but only a certain few will actually care enough to actually yeah. do that. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for so, sure. It's not something that's enlightening to everybody. So, you know, there's that. But I mean, I I did hear uh, some recent news. Um, it's almost like why we keep talking about it, but we keep talking about it because something new keeps happening and um. As far as negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know him personally, but I heard um, a DJ was yeah, shot. Yeah, I, I seen that news and I was like, whoa. And and the crazy thing is like, I seen um, a lot of people who knew him and I guess he was very influential in, in the um, DJ music scene mm -hmm. here and in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, um, respectfully, RIP to... DJ Geo and you know condolences to his friends and families who are dealing with the loss. Yes, but you know it. Um, I don't know where it was. Not sure where it happened. Yeah, me neither. So I, I can't be like you know more more violence in the streets of Sacramento because it could have happened in the Bay Area. But the thing about it is that you still been having violence here though. There's there's violence. Yeah. Period. You know what I'm saying? And people are passing. People are being shot. Things are happening. Um, there was information as far as enlightening that came to light about the previous shooting in Sac uh, club, nightclub, the night, the Sac nightclub or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. where I guess it was gang related. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they said something like five shooters. I was like, five? Five. Right. So there is something like, so that was interesting to, you know, so it, it kind of, it almost kind of made you feel um, like it wasn't a freak accident once you heard it was gang related. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, it, I guess it kind of made you feel more comfortable being out because it was like, well, it wasn't nothing that just happens out here. It was something that was kind of 
related to something else that transpired into that situation, right? But they're on the same ref. You'd be like, shit, I want to be out if they tripping over gangs and stuff. How how old are we? Right. And I mean, usually those those things usually stay in the confines of where they conduct all the activity that's going on, Am I, if I'm not mistaken. So for it to be in the area that it's in, you know what I'm saying? It's like, really? Hey. I mean, but I mean, there's always that risk club club environments and stuff. But really, it's like, I mean, they've already been strict enough about what you wear and what colors and all of this shit in the past to try to prevent that or at least make those establishments the least attractive for people that want to bring that type of hostility to that establishment. But it's like, damn, like you really you really can't in this day and age escape that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, bro. Is is and then with uh with DJ Gio uh <clears throat> RIP I didn't I didn't really know him personally I think I was in a room with him on Clubhouse once and heard him speak and you know talking music shit you know that's what attracted me to the room um a couple years ago but the thing is is because there's so much shit you you almost don't know where to connect it because I did see that you know he was he I think he was DJing last night he was you know what I'm saying and then the crazy thing was is that um. We, there was a shooting in Atomas, and I think there was at least one or two shootings in in Elk Grove. And so it's just like literally the se- the weekend after, you know, this this crazy downtown massacre, it's like, nope, no, nah, we don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you know, somebody is going that, you know, like 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 you said, I don't know if, if it happened out here, but now somebody is going that a lot of people He's love from to out care here. about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was very influential out here on mm-hmm. the DJ scene, the music scene. I know that for sure. So yeah. one way or another, we're affected. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I say we, I mean we the city. You know yeah, yeah, kind of. absolutely. So there's that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's just adding um, on top of just like, it's just no, it's not getting better. See something, just to shift gears, something that was enlightening that, you know, um, it really is about who you know. Mm-hmm. It, your network can determine your net worth and mm-hmm. it really is about who you know in the midst of me doing a lot of research and looking up some things and coming into the understanding of a lot of things it's like a lot of things happen for people because of who they knew who they were connected to their who their friends were yeah and how and because of that um the opportunities that presented themselves because mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in some shape form or fashion whether it be like for instance, if, you know we're friends, and I know somebody, so I put them on to you, and mm-hmm. I make a meeting happen, and from that, you know, yeah, it blows up for you, or from you networking with somebody else, and somebody catching wind of it, and then starting just to pay attention, and somewhere later down the line, they're like, yo, I want to work with you, and you know, what I'm saying that happening because of who you were connected to, you absolutely, yeah. So it just, it just like it's really about who you know but also not who you know it's the people that you know um like really going to bat for you are you know what i'm saying like putting your name in rooms before you ever enter the room yes you know what i'm saying yeah. and and when opportunities present themselves them speaking you up uh-huh. you know it's like uh <clears throat> um some years back when i was really like networking as far as getting to events and sponsoring things and whatnot there was uh some people i was dealing with and they asked me if I knew um, a couple of artists in a certain line of work. And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? So I reached out to them and I brought them in. 
I ended up pulling out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Like I pulled, I didn't like uh, the direction that it was going in, and I didn't like their setup. Right. Not that it was a bad one, but once Just I started, didn't fit you. it didn't fit the brand. Oh, okay. You see what That's I'm saying? Important. It fit more me on a personal <clears throat> level than it did the brand, and the focus is the brand. Yeah. So with that being said, I backed out for business reasons, not personal. And so, but who I had linked, see, so he's talking about it's not what you know, so you know, mm-hmm. because I had linked them, everything worked well with that partnership, and they are actually still operating till this day. Oh, wow. And this was years ago. Oh, wow. And they have been able to form a lucrative partnership that has worked out for both sides. Nice. You see what I'm saying? So it's like people. You're connected to people you know, speaking well, putting your names in room, and when opportunities present themselves, them not being intimidated by the opportunity or what could be, but, you know, like, yo, somebody like, yo, I, I need somebody who does this, this, and I'm like, yo, my bro do that. I'm, matter of fact, here's mm-hmm. this information. I'm going I'm to let them know you're going to hit them. Matter of fact, uh, I'm catching up with him tomorrow if you're available. Right. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And just like that, everything Transitions, transpires, blows up. You know what I'm saying? Things uh-huh. evolve. So it's just, it's crazy how that can happen. But it is about who you know. Yeah. That's heavy. No, it is. Um, To kind of, to kind of <laughs> dive deeper into that, right? With the who you know thing. Do you think that's hard for us as black men? The who you know method? And like where we're at, where we're trying to go. Um, yeah, because it's more of a crabs in a barrel mentality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, you know, um, in a lot of cases, it's like, I might not put him on because if he blows up, I'm still here doing what I'm doing. I'm trying to blow up. Uh-huh. So, you know, a fair somebody making it out or getting opportunities ahead of you instead of understanding that what's meant for you will happen in the time that it's supposed to. And nobody can stop that but you and the man above. Um you know, I've never been able to understand that. The I mean, I, I, no, I understand the the crabs in the bucket barrel, and I keep hearing the repetitive excuse about how this all started from slavery, and you know Willie Lynch and all these different I don't things. Think it's, even, it's even all that man. It has to do with a lack of confidence in self. I believe um, a certain level of intimidation, and you know, like things of that nature, not having faith in yourself or your work. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. I, I'll work with anybody. We could do whatever. I'm not intimidated. I'm not worried about you stepping on my toes or, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, me um, being pacified in the work that we do and not, and not coming through or my recognition. Not, I'm not worried about none of that. Right. Whatever is supposed to be coming to me, it's going to come to me when it's supposed to, how it's supposed to. Now, that is also easier said than done because, you know, staying consistent, staying motivated, right? Yeah. Staying active until the time and the opportunity presents itself. Because it's easy to say, yeah, what's coming for me is going to happen when it's supposed to. What if that's seven years from now? Yeah. Do you have the energy, you know, you know what I'm saying? To, to, yeah, the do energy. Do you have the passion? The patience, the endurance. Yeah. 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 You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. See? Because a lot of people burn out in the first few years just based on not having the finances. Or they have the finances and because they don't know how to manage, they, they screw it up. Well, that happens too. You know. You know, so it's, it's just a lot of different things that can come into play. And it's like you really have to want it. But you also have to go through the ups and downs. You have to go through the process. You can't skip any steps in the process. And that's the thing about it that 
a lot of people tap out. They tap out during the process. Yeah, I agree with Cause that. Because the process is frustrating. It's not fun. No, nah, of course not. It's not enjoyable. Nah. Like, the process. Yeah. Like, and B was talking about trust the process for how many years before he even got <sighs> to a point of where you talking about him being an MVP caliber player or a matter of fact, yeah. him having just a full healthy season. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Trust the process. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Ups and downs. Losing star players. All these. Trust the process. Trust the process. And he has continued to trust the process. Now he is one of the most dominant big men in the league right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're talking about MVP. His name is in that discussion. Rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so it's just like the process. Going through the process. Trusting the process, not skipping any steps in the process. You know what I'm saying? The lack of sales is part of the process. The, the discouragement that comes with that is part of the process. What you learn and gain and how you grow from that is part of the process. How you transition and what you do next is part of the process. And it's all necessary to grow you to where you want to be mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Before it ever hits financially. That's how it should go. Well, I think that the people that understand that, most of the people I would say that understand that are not really the people that have a crabs in a barrel mentality because they understand more goes into the work and more goes into thought than just what if that person makes it and I don't. You know what I'm saying? And what another thing that a lot of people don't understand or or have the personal conversation with themselves is, you know, whatever you ask for, there's a good possibility that if you really mean that in your heart, you're going to get it. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared to actually get it and handle what comes with it? Are you ready to run with it? You got yeah. to get stored over it once you get it. Yeah, because that's what happens over to people. It before you get it, you got to have that mentality before you get it. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. And going through that process, operating a certain way, it helps to build that mentality and set you up to looking at operating, you know what I'm saying, perceiving things a certain way so that when you get there, mm-hmm. you're already set up for it if yeah. you don't skip any steps. I think that's the difference between like old money and new money. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because the old money knows, understands the process and the value of it. New money, you know, it's just like, I got it. It's going to be here forever. Whatever an idea. I'm going to go buy iced out Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got iced out Bentley? Yeah. Oh. There's a respect there, right? With platinum rims, huh? Yeah, I think that's why. It's, that's what. That's where the young and old relationships for, for so long has been that clash. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's like, you know, in a lot of cases, new money came easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so with you not having to go through the process. Mm-hmm. You won't respect it. Mm-mm. And what you're not respecting it, you're not going to respect what it is that you have because you're going to feel like it, you can. Yeah, it's going to happen again. It happened yeah, once. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's when, you, when you feel the process is easy, you just, you're, you're a little more um, <clears throat> careless. If we were talking about being a good steward over what it is, when you get it, you're not as great of a steward. You don't mm-hmm. have great stewardship once you get, you, you're yeah. careless with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's how people lose it. That's why I saying, you know, you can't, you you could be you could stop being rich over a weekend. Oh yeah, but wealth, wealth hits different. Well, yeah. you can't you can't just lose wealth. Yeah, wealth but wealth goes beyond your years. We're talking legacy. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the thing about yeah. it is like also in understanding that mm-hmm. 
that's I think that's another thing because when you talk about old money, old money, that's wealth. Yeah. New money, you rich. You rich. And unless you unless you are a good steward and learn how to um, diversify your funds uh-huh. and invest smart and save and you know put things in position. You can turn that rich into wealth for the generations to come, mm-hmm. or you could lose it in the weekend. And you now know, you just tell us stories about how it was. Shoulda, coulda, woulda story. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, do you MC think he went a- from what thirty million to bankrupt? I feel like he got bread now, but I'm, I'm, well, we talking about then. I'm oh, just, I'm, then. I mean, just an example. Back though. then, yeah, that was madness. I mean, he, he had like saying, forty though? dancers, and yeah, he was. <laughs> He's buying horses. He was- <laughs> went from getting it started to ending it. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Real, real talk. He was too legit and he quit. Um, I think that, well, I think that there might be a time. I just don't know when, especially in the climate. But I think it is important, you know, that us as, as black men create uh, a sustainable and reliable consortium amongst ourselves and I just don't know can't put my finger on how that can happen right now but we need a, a consortium of us men to really make some things happen and that's why I asked you to, that's why I posed the question oh it can happen in. it's possible and honestly this is probably one of the best climates for it to happen mm-hmm. if it were going to happen mm-hmm. it's just that I don't think that's a focus mm. And isn't that weird? Because if if people believe that your network is your net worth, people don't believe that. Oh, that's the thing about it. They just See, like saying so, it. No, 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 no. You got to listen to who actually says it. Who do you hear say that a lot outside of me and you? I don't. I don't hear anybody really. And if you do hear, it comes from somebody who is. I guess you not necessarily, but in the most cases, it's usually a one percenter, isn't it? Yeah. And so, with that being said, if everybody thought that, right, mm-hmm. then how you network? Matter of fact, not how you network, just networking. Period mm-hmm. would be on a bigger scale. It right. would be valued more. Right. I stop going out to events because I be trying to network, and people just be out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. I want to know what you do. I want to know how long you've been at it. You know what I'm saying? I get what like, you're saying because you were saying like this would be the perfect time but people aren't seizing the opportunity. Nah, nah. The focus isn't on... It depends on... It depends on who... You, see, you say black man so that's that's not our focus right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, our focus is staying alive. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like that's kind of where it's at. You know what I'm saying? We're, mm-hmm. we're focused on um, survival. Yeah. And doing our best to maintain and provide, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, and yeah. and create structure for ours. I don't think we're a lot of our focus on too much outside of that right now because we were already in kind of like a sense of survival mode, being a black man in America. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But through the pandemic and the racial inequities and issues that have happened in the midst of that mm-hmm. how you know the the tension with the racial climate and the killings and everything else has only heightened um the level of survival you know what i'm saying we yeah. feel we must 
operating. And so we're trying to maintain our own, build with others. Bruh. <laughs> think about it. Think about think about how difficult it is just to maintain your own kingdom right now. And and I don't mean difficult like it's hard, but I mean so much goes into it on the daily, your mental like it's it's a lot. It is. It's a it's a challenge. It's a it's a challenge every day and the challenge always shifts. And then put your business on top of that. Well, see, that's kind of like where my frustration has came in as, you know, somebody that has a business because I'm looking at <clears throat> and I've I've practiced to not do this because it doesn't get me anywhere. But sometimes, you know, imperfections happen where I might get frustrated like, yo, I could really be here if this would happen and this would happen and we all did this, you know, collectively and we would all win. But instead you know, I got to be in this position, you know, where it's like, you know, you got to claw your way up. And because I think that's part of the whole net worth, you know, concept is that when you when you have the right network, you're not clawing through every inch just to get things done. Now, there are certain things that are difficult and it's probably deemed difficult and supposed to be difficult because of the benefits that come out of it. But not every inch like you're not fighting for every single inch in every yard like a running back. Well, it's just because it's like this. If we start networking, right? Mm-hmm. Then my resources become your resources. Absolutely. So then, you know, if it's been difficult for you to find supplies or get production, and I've been cakewalking through it, <laughs> guess what? Yeah. Now, if you choose to go your own route, Use your own resources. That's fine. Right. But I have things that are available to you if you want to, if you need to. That in itself is a help. Right. Because even if I choose not to go the route or use the resources, it still opens up other opportunities because it might have me see what you offer, see what it is that I'm trying to make happen. And a, a light might click, you know, a, a, yeah. a, a switch might flip. And now I have innovated or found a new way to go about it because of what I was doing plus your input. Right. Absolutely. And so then that's a help. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because you have somebody that you can pull resources from mm-hmm. and bounce ideas off of. Yep. And you have somebody that can tell you what mistakes they made so you don't make them. Right? I mean, I think that's one of, like, I get... I've got a lot of value of working around people that have been like 10 years plus older than me because they can, they can literally tell you, Hey, don't do that. Youngster. I know where this is going to go, <laughs> you know, listen up, you know what I mean? And, and I appreciate that. I really have appreciated over the years being one of the younger guys in the room, talking to somebody that's either done the right thing and done the wrong thing. Cause now you, you have an abundance of information. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on when they don't, collectively come together and and listen to different walks of life different experiences sometimes an inexperienced person can teach you something you know what i'm saying because although it may not be the about the wealth of knowledge versus theirs but they might ask a question that you never thought of an answer for and be like you know what i'm gonna look into that and that might take you on a different path to solving other problems you know what i'm saying but 
or just a different approach. Yeah. It, you know, seem might seem a little bit more simple, and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But might actually be more effective. Yeah. It, you know, just be just due to their inexperience. They're like, well, why wouldn't you do da, 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 da. You're like, nah, you can't. Well, actually, you know what? If you did do it that way, then I could X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. And that might create A, B, C. Okay, let's see. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you never know. Yeah, you never know, so, right? Do you think, because um, I, I gave, I've given this thought over time too. Do you think that like when people come together, you know, and, and build a network, do you think it's a lot of people that are related in the same industry? Or do you just think it's people that, you know, um, are of in different lanes, but still can find a way to work with each other? What do you think? What do you think is more it's, common uh, in those circles? <clears throat> the passion, the energy, and the approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they're passionate about it, so there's a lot of energy, mm-hmm. good energy, good vibes, and um. I feel like the approach a lot of times is unorthodox. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like for instance, you know, think about think about this circle of friends: Virgil Abloh, Kanye West, Don C. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Those are all three very different individuals. Yes, they have different styles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at the approach to the things that they've done, things that they've done, it's all been unorthodox. It's been different. It's been outside the box. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and because of that, it has stood out. But they all are in different lanes as well that kind of came into fashion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They all, because that's where they ultimately wanted to be. Right. But, you know, look at Kanye West's music, Mm -hmm. whether we're talking about his production skills or his lyrics. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's different. His delivery is even unorthodox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's di- you look at how Virgil came up and what he's done, or you look at Don C's collection with um with his shorts or or with the uh Jordan shoes that he did. It's just it's different. Everything was different. Absolutely. And so while they got different things going on, they're like minded, they have the same passion, they have the same energy, they have the same approach to things. So Different lanes don't matter as long as you have the same passion and energy. You know right. what I'm saying? Because bouncing ideas, if you don't look or think this, uh, things the same way, you might know that shit is stupid. And while you might need somebody that will let you know if it ain't hot, it's more about the delivery. Than, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. I believe. <clears throat> I agree with you and I believe the same. Because I, I think that when when different people that specialize something get in a room i feel like ideas can be created and i feel like relationships can be built um i really one of the things i appreciate about social media is when people do little skits showing you how the world is and it was like a little skit where one guy was like uh hey i want you to marry such and such's daughter why because such and such owns this okay well, hey, I want you to hire my son for this position at this bank. Why? Because he's about to marry such and such his daughter. Oh, okay. Well, and that's really how that one percent society no, no. operates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the huge benefit of the whole network, net worth thing that uh, 
a lot of people don't get an op- don't give themselves an opportunity to understand by shying away from you know that benefit. Like I've been thinking about a lot of the uh, creatives, artists, photographers that I know, and I've been thinking of ways that I could work with them or get certain people in a room together, and mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying because it's like I feel like that's where it's at. It it helps to because the way. A uh, sneaker enthusiast views the world is different from the way uh, a painter views mm-hmm. the world, which is different from the way a photographer views the world, which is different from the way a fashion designer views the You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then to get everybody together and to get those creative juices flowing and to get different perspectives and ideas and to bounce those ideas and get input from different areas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, it just... It's, it's it comes out it's a creative gumbo that like yeah it's good for everybody you that's know what I mean so the, that's like the best analogy <clears throat> all of those different flavors make one good bite man and so but the thing about it is understanding that it's like operating with other people and you know doing things that all right say I get together with an artist and a photographer and we do a shoe collaboration and. The artist who did, you know, the handwork, regardless of, say I I did my thing on a shoe and whatever, and then I give it to the artist and they hand paint something crazy. Mm -hmm. And then the photographer gets crazy shots of it, right? Right. And then at the end of the day, because of the pictures and the shots of the artistry from from the hand painting, the photographer gets major credit, the artist gets major credit. Mm hmm and sneaker enthusiasts is mentioned. Huh. Now, as long as a sneaker enthusiast understands that as long as one shines, all shines, uh-huh. and it's about the creative project as a whole and not individual because whatever is meant for you is going to come to you when it's supposed to yeah. as long as you have the right mindset and you remain consistent. uh uh-huh. It'll all work out because your time will come where there'll be a project where you and the artist and the photographer get together and, you know, it's all about you in that instance. Yeah. So we got to get out of the ego mindset for a second. Well, well, 100 percent. But the thing about it is like social media has created that. Yeah, it has. And I think that it stroked it, fed it. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Not for real, man. I, I really think that. Um. I really think that even that that situation happening, yo, you know it's good when you look at when you look at the jar and be like, <laughs> should have got two. That's it. I was I was in the middle of my thought and I'm like, bro, is in love with the with the apple juice. But um, what I what I'm saying is, I think that the reason why that happens, the whole ego thing, is uh, not enough people truly know who they are. Because I feel like if you truly sit back. And and I've mentioned this in the past. You strip everything away and you ask yourself who you are. That I and, and you actually come up with, you know, the right answer, not the answer that you want. Then you'll know what position you play on any group with any group that you're involved with. You know what I'm saying? And I think what happens is ego is like the defense mechanism 
when somebody is in fear or they feel like something is in jeopardy of them missing out on or whatever the case is. And, and the, and the whole point is, it's like, even when you, when you sit back and you look at the success of people, they, 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 they do a really good job saying all the talents, but then when it gets to interviewing that actual individual, they always, you know, most of them always break down like how it couldn't have been possible with this piece, this piece, and this piece, and this piece over here. Now, despite all the, for example, despite all the bullshit that, you know, has been going on uh, with Will Smith, when I read his book, I got a really good example of this guy's career and how he kind of stuck with the same group of individuals throughout his career. Like uh, his bodyguard's name is Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack was the dude spinning him around on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know what I'm saying? And they both grew up in Philly. He was some street dude in Philly. And then James Lassiter, uh, Lassiter I'm sorry, um, was pretty much like his manager slash account uh, kind of like an advisor, if you will, or a lawyer or something like that. And he's been involved with a lot of his films actually being a part of like the directing or producing and stuff. So it's like they've moved as, you know, moved as a unit. And a lot of people don't understand it. Like a lot of successful teams, it was a unit of individuals that played a position because they knew who they were and they're okay with that. LeBron and Rich Paul and yes. circle. Yes. Yes, that's a, another great example. I mean, just seeing how Rich Paul started out with LeBron and then it leading to him working with other people that trust him just as much. And the thing about it is like LeBron brought all his all his guys with him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and so and that's the thing about it, it's just like everybody's not built like that though. And that's why it's like okay. If if people would know that if on their own, not not somebody telling them because, you know, you're a hater then if you tell them, you know, but if they could find out on their own, like, you know what, this is what I specialize at. This is what I'm good at. And this is a position I'm comfortable playing in this particular group or industry. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Flavor Flav understood that. Spliff understood that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure they're doing okay financially. Yeah, Buzz said, like, Spliff, that's his right hand. Like, yeah. Spliff gonna always be good. Always be and And that, that speaks volumes of, you know, for somebody that's played their position but understood their value in that position instead of, you know, I wonder if I could be bigger or better than this person well, see, or that. That's just a thing. There's value in every position absolutely you just have to understand the value of the position absolutely i said there's value in every position mm-hmm. you just have to understand the value of the position because i promise you the point guard knows how important it is to be the point guard mm-hmm. and the center knows how important it is to be the center absolutely that's who now the center knows how important it is to be the center and the quarterback knows how important it is to be the quarterback. Uh-huh. It's football. Yeah. It's teams. Yep. yep. If you don't know who the center is for football, trust me, he's important. Yes. And the quarterback will be the first person to tell you <laughs> how important he is. Absolutely. I mean, it's so, but that's understanding your position. Yeah. Other's position. Yeah. 
the value of each position because when you understand the value of the position, guess what comes along with it? Uh-huh. The respect for that position. Absolutely. And focusing on just that position because that's, that's where opposition comes in when you start focusing on other people's positions and doing comparisons and it's like, nah, you gotta, you need to focus on the value of your position and usually those that do and those that want to master it and master it, they, you know, they, they kind of set the bar and yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like a horse with blinders. You just have to run your race uh and understand that in running your race, you know, you'll, you'll get to the finish line when you're supposed to and everything will work out how it's supposed to as long as you focus on your race. Yep. You know, I say race horses, they never see each other because they have blinders on. Mm-hmm. Just run their race. That's that simple. So, in your, in your, I should, in your perfect world, um, what would you have in, in your personal consortium if you could create that bubble and, and work towards success with consistent, Groups of people that understand their position and the value of it. Um, you mean like if I like a, a artist, uh-huh. photographer, uh-huh. videographer, uh-huh. Um, curator, stylist, uh-huh. um, makeup artist, um, DJ? Am I missing? Oh, fashion designer. Uh-huh. Like real, like cut and sew, avant-garde type. Make some, um, and then a manager, nah. an assistant. Nah, hmm. nah. Because the thing about it is, like, when everybody comes together, uh-huh. everybody knows how to operate. And execute on their part because overall, whoever's the lead, so we right. could be working on a project and it could be the, the artist's project, they could be the lead, it could be their brainchild, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying, we could be working on something for the fashion designer and it could be their brainchild. So it would be whoever it whoever's brainchild is, whoever is deemed the lead, they would also be the orchestrator for, you know, how things are executed and it would be each person's job to execute in their lane. Right. You know what I'm saying? For the overall project. And so it's like, you know, if I'm, if it's mine and I'm the curator, like for instance, when I did that event, right? Yeah. Now I work with a chef, Mm -hmm. with a DJ, work with a bartender. Right. Um, What else did I work with? Photographer. Vendors. Uh, Vendors. Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually had a, event organizer Mm -hmm. as well. And I was able to lay out to everybody what it is that I needed them to do. Right. And I made sure that they had what was needed for them to be able to execute. Right. I orchestrated everything else. I brought everything together, the venue and everything else because it was my brainchild. Mm -hmm. I had other creatives operating, doing certain things. I told a photographer what type of shots I wanted, what I wanted to stand out, what I wanted him to look for, and then I let him operate. Mm -hmm. I told the DJ what the age group was going to look like. I told him what type of vibes I wanted and I trusted him to play music. You know what I'm saying? I didn't give right. him a list play these artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I told the chef what type of vibes I was going to have. 
what type of drinks I Amazing was Amazing chef, by the way. And I told her to create a list for me. She mm-hmm. gave me options, up on options, mm-hmm. and allowed me to choose from those, up on choosing those, and finalizing a menu. Then she added certain touches to the finalized, you know what I'm saying, items. Yeah. <clears throat> With the bartender, I told him what type of alcohol that I wanted. He came up with mixed drinks in a bar menu. I mean, you know what I'm saying, in a drink menu from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like, this is what I have going on. That's what I need you to do. And then having those people there and ready to execute and them doing what was necessary. Right. They hit me up like, yo, I need the money for the bottles. Venmo, Cash App, or Meetup. Mm-hmm. PayPal, leave it. you know what I'm saying? And so making sure everybody has what they need, being able to orchestrate things and make it happen. And the thing about it is like, like you just said, great food. Great food. Great food. There's a lot of great other things too, but yeah, but great food. Like that's so, so it's like in, in that instance, I didn't stand out. The chef stood out. Mm -hmm. We, it was lit all night. Great vibes. Yeah. That's because of the DJ. The DJ stood out. Y'all was drunk at the end of the night. It wasn't because of me. It was because the bartender showed out. Yeah. They were heavy handed. Show a lot of love. Yeah. Now, the overall event, I got the shine for that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do any cooking. I didn't play any music. Mm-hmm. I didn't make any drinks. All right. The vendors made money and sold shoes and clothing, all type of stuff. I didn't mend any of them stations. All right. Those were other creatives in place executing to help me with the overall project. Absolutely. And when you can have people come together like that, it's love. Now, that happened without a hitch because it was money-based. But and, imagine the 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 turnout of any event when you know you just have everybody collectively coming together and understand understanding what their value brings to the table and what they will most likely get in return through the success of a project. The overall success of the project. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because if there had been a bigger turnout, there'd have been more people inquiring about the chef, the DJ, about the DJ, there would have been more people tipsy and more love at the bar. There would have mm-hmm. been more money made for the vendors. Mm-hmm. There would have been more photos from the photographer. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it would have been there's more. So, yeah, there's so much, there's so much more that, that can come out of something collectively happening like that. When it has the right energy yeah. input into it. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, like I said, it was money based. So, you know, it was of course they executed because of that. But now if they had executed with it not just being money based, like but wanting to see the overall success and not saying that they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like if that was the main Objective, energy yeah. behind it. Instead of just, I'm showing up to do a job, I'm showing up to execute because I want this to go well. Matter of fact, I'm posting, I'm sharing. I need y'all to come out. I need people there. You know what I'm saying? Just different energy behind it. And me personally, bro, my my involvement in any contributions, was that was the intention. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I know people have responsibilities, bills, and all this other stuff. We all do. But sometimes I do think about that you know, and I also say, hey, we also, as American culture, know how to fuck off a lot of money. And, you know, All the time. not trying to tell people how to spend it, but you have to, 
you have to ask yourself, if I if I can fuck off this amount of money, then I can't really use this excuse of how important it is that you give me this because you're asking this of me instead of just looking at it like, you know what, if I can screw up over here and, and screw up my money or do whatever, what's it to me to do something that I would normally get paid for that could potentially end up being a bigger payday later because of exposure, because of reputation, because of the publicity and the buzz behind it. And, and a lot of people underestimate the potential in work. And most, uh, what book was it? It was a book that I was reading where, um, they were talking about find a plan, find out how you're going to execute it, find the exact amount of money that you want to make, you know, doing it. And then once you have all that together, forget about the money, go to work. And I really like that concept because it's telling you what comes first. Forget about the money, focus on the work. Yeah, I heard. I I heard that. I heard, I've heard. I'm talking that. about people that are that are that are in the that are in the collective. I'm not talking about like somebody that was in your position where I was like, okay, I got to pay this person, pay this because that's not realistic. I'm about to say because like I'm right now, I got a uh, I got an idea, and I know how much it's gonna take. Yeah, and. I can't do much work without yeah, yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need the money to secure some yeah, stuff. Yeah, to make yeah, some for sure. Happen. I can't just for sure. Like that's uh, and, I, and I think that I think the uh, intention behind that is like for most people that are, um, you know, they they're they're stagnant and starting. You and, know, oh, and starting. Yeah. When seeing that's the thing about it, I feel like in starting, like that is the issue. You when starting, you never want to focus on the money because the money's always going to be an issue when you're starting because yeah. you don't have any. The, yeah. the whole thing about it is whatever it is you're looking to do, execute, build or make happen. Yeah. I mean, it might not be the main focus or goal, but you're hoping to make some money yeah. and be profitable right. from it. And the reason you're hoping to do that is because you're not rich right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> duh. Right. Money's always going to be the issue. So you don't focus on the issue. You focus on a dream of what it takes to execute and build and put yourself in a position to make things happen so that when the money does come in, mm -hmm. you can hit the ground running. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when preparation meets opportunity. So what you want to do is start putting it together yeah. as best you can. This is your preparation. When you finally get some money, that is the opportunity. And when they come together, then you have the chance mm -hmm. to really you can make pivot. shit yeah. shake. You can you pivot the way you want. And it's one of those things where, simply put, I've heard once, um, money only solves money problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The only kind of guy right now. <laughs> in some cases if that's your only problem then yeah we'll solve it but money to bullshit life straight <laughs> you know <laughs> but Man. yeah you gotta you gotta put those you gotta put those pieces to together and and a lot more i i believe that when 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 the chemistry is right and everything and, and everything is cooking together that man, sometimes you get a lot more than what you ask for just because you know where you put your focus at. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And uh, yeah. You know, not everybody understands that, but I feel like we dropped a lot of jewels to where if you don't get it at this point, you probably should just quit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I must start over again. You know, say, just, just quit that and yeah. start here. You're not starting that. over from nothing. You're starting over from experience. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Unless you've just been dropping a the ball, then I don't know. 
Oh, and they got, you know, if you're dropping a ball, you just need to tune in to more episodes with Boss Talk with oh, Dizzy okay. D. Spill and Jelani. That uh, might work out in your favor. Uh, I'm just saying. Only if you're taking notes. <laughs> it's rough out here, though, man. It, it is. Don't let me. It, it is. and But that's part of the process. I mean, would you really want to get advice from somebody that's always had it easy street? What advice can you give? I, I, you know the advice that I hear from somebody that has always had an easy street? None, because it's all bragging. Mm. It's all bragging. Mm. But the people that's fought tooth and nail or the people that's faced at least a, a huge part of adversity, you can always take something away from, even when you when you read or you see somebody's um, biography, you're always like, damn, like, Wow. In a different time periods, you always can get something out of it. But somebody always had it easy. Street is just bragging. Um, and for me, for my experience, I can't speak for everybody else. So but. it's like because, I, like I said, I told you I've been I've been doing some research and watching some case studies and some some things as of late. And uh, these individuals, I wouldn't say. Nah, it seemed like it was just kind of easy for him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just like it seemed like it seemed like things just worked out. <laughs> and now, don't get me wrong. I know it's like they're not showing the stresses and the rough days and the possible depression and the things that happened in the midst of this because they they speak on you know certain obstacles that they face and they're not going into mental detail Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and things of that nature but it's just like it seems like it's so much more difficult in this day and age right now right like sheesh I see the paradox I I definitely see the paradox. It it seems like I I was uh, watching one. It was like somebody, he was sharing his designs and everything on Tumblr, but this is in 2009. And at that time, like the right people were tuned into Tumblr because it wasn't burnt out or, or, you know, corny. Like it was a big deal. So it's just like people catching things at the right time, but it's like now everything is saturated and a lot of people aren't tuning into those same avenues or... And then there's certain things that everybody has done into certain stuff ain't even creative no more. You just like, you know, it just, it seems like everything is just kind of like it's been done or a lot of stuff. It just, well, there's a paradox to what you're saying because we can go back 20, 25 years ago and you look at how things were done business wise. And it just seemed like there was, more of a genuine interest and less competitive and more of a fan of certain genres and certain subjects and things like that. And there was a little bit of a different way of what they called order or rules to the game. Right. And then you fast forward time to when we are now those same people in similar positions and we have an abundance of resources. We have ways where we can access millions of people from our phone. We can do basically everything that a lot of these machines from earlier times needed a separate device for. We can all do it from pretty much one device. But the paradox is 
the oversaturation, which it, didn't seem like that was an issue it was, back then. Because the thing about it, it was like, while it was harder to get the information out, it was almost like it was harder to receive the information. So if you had a way of getting it or operating, you stay tuned in. So like, if mm-hmm. I was operating through Telegram and I was trying to get it through you and you paid attention to Telegrams, like I had, I had your eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. you stop, stop. You know, I had you. You know what I'm saying? So it was just now. It's like I'm operating on Facebook, but your IG. That. It's a headache. You see what I'm yes, saying? Yes, that is a headache. Or I'm big on Twitter, but your IG. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it, it almost reminds me of a, a kind of like a, I don't know if you ever watched that series. I stopped watching it, but it was good at first. Uh, Divergent. No, and then it's like um. Hold on, this is my example. Again. <laughs> the, ex- <laughs> the example I'm giving is that there. The, it was it was about like you know when when these kids come to a certain age, they're basically uh they're basically cast to a certain group of people you know so some people were going to be like warriors and some people were going to be like really intelligent business people it's like a futuristic movie so what i was saying is is it seems like that's what's happening people have a preference of how they want to be contacted instead of just this is how you reach me anywhere everywhere which makes it very difficult for people like us to reach you and then i'm heavy on ig but yeah tiktok yeah and then some other app comes out. People are like, well, no, I'm still on TikTok. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That wasn't an issue, you know, all those years ago. It's basically however you got your, however information was put out there is, you know what I'm saying? Everybody pretty much got it, whether it was newspaper, magazine, you know what I'm saying? It just, it seemed a little bit easier, but it seemed like a whole lot more work. Now it's a lot easier to do the work, but it's so much harder to reach. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems so it's like, you know how I told you about, bro, you get your email list. Yeah. You operate, you operate like that. Or well, not a thing about it is. You know how excited I was about that until you're about to say what you're about to say? The thing about it is, people have multiple emails, right? <laughs> and they use certain emails for certain things, and then they have a um a outcast email, right? Yeah. And so people subscribe to certain things to get access to to have stuff, and sometimes they'll mess around with the newsletter. But if it's not the primary email account, then they lose track of it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So then they probably aren't answering, reading, or even opening newsletters or anything, promotions or whatever it is you have, you're trying to get to them because that's yeah. not their primary email. They use their primary email for A, B, C, and your X, Y, and Z. Or they subscribe and then they put you in a spam folder. So you're just spammed out. And that's what trips me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just like, it's cause like I, I was like, boom! I got like you know seventy, eighty subscribers. Like it's it's gonna get lit. And then when I only had like ten percent opening emails, I was like, blood! What are y'all doing? Like, where where everybody at? Bro, I almost got in an argument with somebody about subscribing. I and thought I, just, I got and I, y'all, and I had to stop. I thought I had y'all when I got your emails. <laughs> thought I had y'all niggas. Nah, nah, you know. <laughs> they said we ready. I I had a, I had a scenario. I was like, "Hey, yeah, well, with the hotmail, we can you can you subscribe? You know what I'm saying?" She's like, "Well, no, I don't want to get tempted." I'm like, "Well, no, I mean, it's just updates." So, well, nah, you know, I'm probably I'm really trying to focus on saving. My, I just said, "Fuck it, I'm blocking you." 
because it's <laughs> bro i was getting so frustrated so if you can't see my shit that's what happened i blocked you but thanks for tuning into the podcast but um i just got frustrated because it's like now we're at a point where it's difficult just for people to press a button and say you know what i might like something in the future because one thing about advertising is advertising is going to keep going but they're not going to stop and you know for one person and create this specific advertising for you they're just going to keep moving and that's what i had to tell myself like if i got to sit here and act and t- it's turn into a negotiation about subscribing or getting on an email this is why we have subscribers and why we have memberships because it's supposed to be for an exclusive group of people we just need y'all to follow the fucking directions bro i was giving <laughs> away i was giving away free stuff for a year and I, yeah i wasn't all you had to do was open the newsletter yeah and i was having trouble getting giving stuff away mm-hmm it was yeah. it was difficult. Yeah, I was like, "This is all you got to do is open." Yeah, I started giving stuff away to the same people because I had the same people reading the newsletter. Yeah, and uh, and you know what? But some people got to learn the hard way, and that hard way will be, "Oh, I missed out." Yeah, and, and nothing I can do for you now. Yeah, I mean, it sucks though. It definitely sucks doing the work, and because that's the thing now. It's like now that you're doing the work, and it's it seems like you're getting the word out, but nobody's hearing it. Well, now it's about keeping them interested. That's about keeping people with a short tension span because of instant gratification interested. You know, it's, it, it, you can go down so many rabbit holes with that. to keep you interested outside of what it is I'm doing too. So now I got to do tricks. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about riding a bike without the training wheels. We bunny hops and bar spins and, you know, all that gyro handlebar spins and all that other bullshit that comes with it. <laughs> nah. Yeah. No. I said no. <laughs> I just, like, I don't know, because it's like, this is the thing about it, right? It's crazy how small businesses have to do the extras, right? Mm-hmm. But, bro, these big companies do the bare minimum. Yeah, well, me and you both had this conversation dozens of times. We understand the power in branding. So when they wear brands and when they buy brands, it's for the flex, right? Even, I don't even think people that buy luxury understand why it's luxury. They're they're literally, oh, I got the Gucci, the Fendi, whatever. That's actually a lot of that stuff it's decent quality depending on what pieces you buy because of the material that it's made of and how long it'll last and how durable it is. But you're in it for the flex. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And there there's bare, I mean, there's bare minimum. None of these, none of these big companies do commercials. And that's what, and so it's like, bro, you've never seen a Rolls Royce. Nope. Commercial. Nope. Ferrari. Nope. Uh, how many Gucci commercials do you see? None. Dior? None. Oh. <laughs> how many Supreme commercials do you see? I don't see? think I've ever seen a Supreme commercial. That's crazy, huh? What about Bape? No. Essentials? Nope. Huh. That's wild. Wild. And, and, and a lot of those, most of those, not all of them, but most of those... Brands have been around for a very, 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 very long time, right? 
And there was a certain group of people that was up on game because of their intentions on why they were buying the product versus the intentions on why people buy it now. You know what I'm saying? It really was a, well, they're like a members only thing. You got to understand something. When that's just what you do, Mm -hmm. or if that's just how you operate, Mm -hmm. that's not a flex. It's absolutely. I agree with that. So, so it's like, all right, for instance, bro, like you've seen my shoe collection over the phone. I don't really like you see how I feel about shoes and how I react to shoes. Like I just, they're I've just, been appalled a couple of times with how you've cheated a pair of shoes. They're just that people shoes, fight right? over. And so, but the thing about it is like, there's some kick that you see me just be like, whatever with that people like, Oh, grills and they flex with them. And it's because they're not used to, <laughs> Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Bro, I've been dealing with kicks and collecting kicks easily 20 years yes easily like so this is what i do yeah you know what i'm saying you're not gonna see some you're not gonna see somebody who's on their third rolls royce at the line like oh rolls royce on their ass you see me boy hold on hold on turn it on you see that bitch come out the hood we outside you're not gonna see that you know what I'm saying? That sounds like new money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, hold yeah. on. Open up the door. Show them the roof. You see them stars shining? Like, you're not <laughs> hey, gonna... yeah, that's been a thing too. The damn stars. You know I'm what like, saying? oh, this is, you ain't gonna, even went nowhere. You're not gonna. You're not gonna see somebody on their third. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like you're not gonna see a Rolex owner like that has a collection of Rolex. You're not gonna see him on IG taking pictures like, ha, yeah, outside, what you see, what is that? That's that's that oyster perpetual. Like, you're not- <laughs> I sleep like this nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See the, see the funny folk bezel. Yep. Like, we outside, what? Huh? 10 bet, you're not gonna see, you see, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's different when you're not used to. Yeah. You act like you're not used to. You exactly. come across as such. Yeah, you are very new to this. And, and that's why, like you said, old money, new money. Like, new money, they, they the, the flex is necessary. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Old uh, money, they don't... That was they, one old thing. money is almost secretive. They don't even want you to know. Is that the, is that the new... Yes. It's a rental. Yeah. I'm leasing. That's one of the things that I, I, I'm I, I've laughed at a couple times on my own. Where, well, I should um, say J-Rock J number three. I'm, we went, I'm we, leasing. We went to a couple We went to a couple joints, right? And you'd be like, yeah, man, bro. I'd be thinking you finna pull some shit out, bro. You show up in Team Jordans. <laughs> you be working, though. <laughs> no, but the thing is, right, is that. At the sneaker event, I thought yeah, you was going to yeah, come correct. Yeah, I was just kind of like looking at it like. Um, I like that, though. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I can do. You know what I mean? And 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 that's what you were. And that's kind of like the, to kind of piggyback off what you were saying. Where when you really do this, you know, you, you can do that. You can do. You can do your thing because it's not. It was never about y'all. It's never. I don't get dressed for y'all. I get presentable for society, but I don't get dressed and coordinate for y'all. I coordinate for myself. Bro, it's crazy. They see my page and they see all these kicks and now I pull up and like cocaine low top Air Force Ones and they're like, (laughs) (laughs) are your shoes... Are your shoes in the backpack or like, you know, this is today's outfit. I'm sorry if you thought I was 
pulling out like SBs or something. Like, no, I'm just, I wear these on you the You took regular. that stable goods thing literally. Huh? He yeah, never brings out the good stuff. Yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, the other day, someone was like, what you wearing, beaters? I wear these all the time, bro. Like, straight up. Just, straight up. I don't, it's not a big deal. Yeah. On the same breath, I'll pull out somebody's grill and go to the grocery store. Disrespectful. Like, you know, I, got, I actually get surprised at what people what people's grills are too. Sometimes, like, really? And seriously? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about it is, like, I feel like if we're gonna talk kicks, um, with oh, grills, why not? I feel like grills. I don't know. In my personal opinion, your grill can only be an old shoe. Your grill can't be something that just came out. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, that don't make sense to me. Like, grills are something, a shoe that you want, that you've been wanting, that you've been drooling over, that it's at the top of your list. Like, at one point, I would like to have, I would like to own. What if it's a shoe that you didn't think was going to come out that's fairly new, so you wanted it, and then it finally came out? Well, I mean, that's different because they play with us as far as shoes and release dates and samples and friends and families and things being pushed back. So you can see a colorway of a shoe and be like, ooh, that's nasty. I would love to have that. And then, like, they never release it. And then they do, like, some, they finally release uh, the closest rendition of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they be like, ooh, I've been been wanting such and such. So now it's like um, the, uh, what are those shoes? The UNC Jordan Forest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So when the actual UNC PE Jordan 4 came out, uh-huh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And get your hands on them. So when they get out, bring out the UNC colorway Jordan 4 is at release, right. that's the closest you're going to get. Right. So if, if, if the UNC PE was your grail, from like you know that they show back in like you know twenty. I'm not. This isn't the real date, so don't be trying to fact check me. You know you got the date wrong. Like not nah, Mr. Like, information. Yeah, you know. Like, but if it's from like 20, 2015, that yeah. you that they first show it and yeah. they never release it, and they finally decide to do the ones they release in what twenty twenty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's my. Gr- that's somewhat understandable. Yeah. But it can't be no new shoe came out nowhere. You're like, yeah, that's my grill. Like, it's been out three months. That's yeah. your grill. All the others out here, yeah. That's your, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, guys. I have a, I do have a weird grill, and it's a, it's, a, it's a shoe that uh, it's a shoe that I owned already. Uh, uh, the Kobe twos. Ah. Uh, um, I had. Is a, it a uh, different colorway or the same colorway? I actually want two colorways. I want the original all white one, and then um, the silver. I always liked. Uh, different colors that Kobe did with those uh, with those shoes. So yeah, the Kobe twos. I had them, um, and I think I like love. Yeah, I'm gonna put them out on blast. My, I let my older brother uh, hold them. Right. Win. Yeah. Win. Win. <laughs> and he um, and I remember hitting them up. Right. And I was like, bro, I don't know what happened to my Kobe twos, bro. I think I let you use them. Nah, bro, I didn't have them. Nah, nigga, you tripping? And then like my mom went to go visit. My mom like back then used to love taking pictures of everything. Right. Like that was that that camera right there. That was her. That was her one, right? So she's taking pictures, right? She gets the pictures developed, and this nigga is a family photo with his wife and my nephews and stuff. With my well, my Kobe's on. Oh. Yeah, I told him the story. He was busting up laughing about it. I was like, "Come on, bro, where are my Kobe's at?" But at that oh. time, and I kept. I had the box for hella long though. 
That was like my Mementos box because it was a dope box and stuff. But yeah, I would say that would say that shoe. I probably have some other ones, but that one right there, I'd like to get those back. I like to run those back, not even to wear, just to have. Because I was that much of a fan that when everybody was saying that they were space shoes and ugly or whatever, I was still like, I don't care. Yeah, see, I can name grills like, and that's the thing. Like my grills, like unless you really rock with it, you probably wouldn't even know. Well, you have an unfair. Uh, list of shoes that people are like oh those are cool and then you scroll up and then you see how much they're worth and it's like oh those are really cool yeah so your grills are a little bit different of a status level one real world, sneaker head one world sneaker crank, official nato aphrodisiac whatever y'all call yourselves the one world crank air force ones i'll show you a picture when we get off yeah for sure oh my Gosh, those things are, those are nasty. Mm, mm, mm. I do feel like if you had a pair of your grills, people wouldn't initially go to buy them. But when you see them, it'd be like, yo, what are those? Like for people that aren't really up on game on shoes, they'd be like, yo, what are those? Where'd you get those? Bro, like my Statue of Liberties, those were a grill for me. My Statue of Liberties. Uh, those are fire. Yeah, don't, a lot of people don't, don't those know about cha- those. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't know it, like, because those dropped around the same time that the Shattered Backboard ones dropped and um, the Yeezy 350s dropped. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of hot kicks dropping back then. It's like, if an Air Force isn't, like, a collaboration with a designer, Mm -hmm. then they don't really pay no attention. Uh, That's crazy. Like, just, just, all right, for instance, you got the, uh, you got them Air Force ones React, right? Yeah. You got those because I showed you, right? Yes, you did. They flew under the radar, right? Way under the radar. Pay retail. Mm-hmm. You see how much they're worth right now? No, I haven't checked. Bro, they're like $375,400. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's the only Nike Air Force React to hit those numbers out of all of them. Wow. I haven't That's even also worn my one with the 3M markings and all the stuff on them. That's but, but, crazy. But that's the thing, though, because it's like... I'm about materials and designs and things of that nature. So I'm drawing the kicks that people ain't going to really pay no attention to. But then once I execute them, they're like, oh, those is kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. Like, think about them Air Maxes I got that's all black with just an infrared swoosh. Bro, they got like four or five different materials on them. Yeah, them is crazy. Another one flew under the radar because there was something else. Jordan, a couple pair of Jordan yeah. releasing, and everybody be focused on Jordan and Yeezy. So that was I'm your first there. focus when that probably was a few people's consolation, and they exactly. still didn't get them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and then that's the thing; it became a consolation. So then afterwards, they sold out. Mm-hmm. Mine were already on the way. Yeah. You know, so it's just like nice box and everything. Too. Yeah. yeah. So just, I really rock, man. Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, we gotta talk about those shoes, but um. We can't let y'all listen to it. <laughs> a lot of conversations we want y'all to listen to. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you've been listening to an episode of the Notion Podcast, aka Boss Talk. I'm your host, Dizzy D. Spill, with my co-host, Jelani Evans. And we out of this thing. Peace.